What up? This is not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. All right, a lot of this stuff, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say, oh, this is great. This is awesome stuff. I would like to uh, think that I uh, have some degree of consistency. It could be consistently shitty to some of you, but I, I still like to maintain whatever it is, a level of consistency. So, you know, in my own twisted mind, I'm like, well, no matter what it is that I have out there available, old stuff from the past nearly four years, it's all worthy. Now, deep down, I don't believe that. I just want you to be able to listen something while I am away for a period of time. All right. Fair enough. That's why I call it not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast. However, I do feel reasonably confident at, at, uh, with some of the material that I, that I have today, a great limo story. Those are always good. A great story about when I made Diana think she was going to die. It's ridiculous. Also, review of a a fight at a uh, restaurant. I I love those moments. And also, I'm going to start it off with this segment right here. And this is the very first thing I, I did when it comes to podcasting in its current form. All right. I was fired on a Friday, January 4th, 2019 from WBBL. And then Saturday happened. And then uh, Sunday, I was uh, podcasting. And this is that. This is the first segment. It's like a 20, 25-minute clip. For me, I, I just hit record, put uh, pushed live on the Facebook from this very room, the uh, Fear Bunker Studio, and then kind of did it. Now, the way I uh, deliver a show has obviously changed. When you do this for as long as I've been doing it, it's, you know, you're going to... Uh, I guess, adapt or change or whatever. But so you may notice that also the tech sucked even worse. I mean, I mean, the tech I have now is good, but I'm just saying, um, what I had back then, uh, was, was just a horrible little laptop that, uh, you'll, you'll notice that the audio will like almost like skip certain portions of it. But I tell the story fresh on my mind two days after I just got fired from BBL. So that's where I start off this edition of not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast. Hello world. We're back in my attic again, back in my attic again. I gotta, I gotta be careful. Well, I gotta, I'm exploring with these levels. Oh Jesus. That's going to be all distorted and sound like a big wet bag of balls. Oh crap. Okay. Uh, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot see what you're asking me right now, and that's probably best because I have a lot to say. Uh, if you're if you're listening to this, uh, like later, like not live, uh, that's who I'm addressing. The folks on Facebook Live, as uh, we do this very very special first edition of the Eric Angel Podcast. Uh, I'm going to get my dad in here in a little bit uh, because I told him I'd call. And uh, what if you're listening on Facebook? Uh, see, I'm such a fucking idiot. If you're watching on Facebook and then you're seeing this, what you're seeing here is the uh, apparel of a guy who does not give two shits. Look at this. I got my house shoes on. These sweats that I've worn all day, you would not believe the ball smell. I'm wearing a t-shirt. Look at that. 
So uh, that's basically how it's probably going to be most of the time. And I frankly can get very used to this. God, I wish I wasn't a drunk. That is one of the most ridiculous things in the world. The fact of the matter is that when I was 12, well, hell, I started drinking when I was uh, 17, 18 years old. And then I drank so much that I ruined it for myself. And when I was 25, June of 1996, I was about to turn 26. I drank so much that my wife said, I'm not going to raise my children uh, to be like, you know, surrounded by a, a drunk and mayhem. And she worked in the field of substance abuse at the time. So it makes perfect sense. And she was like an enabler for a long period of time. And then finally she said, all right. She like did one of those put her foot down deals. And I woke right the hell up, man. That was it. You better not let this one go. Fast forward. People might be saying, well, what about you? And I've never fallen off the wagon. What about you drinking these things? Isn't that a slippery slope? Well, I've been doing this for a couple of years now. And it is not. Uh, and I, I've talked to people who I've got mixed reviews. Some, some drunks like me have said, oh, boy, no, 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 no. But it's worked for me, and uh, I love the taste of it. It's even though it's it's. I mean, this is a very very weak beer. They don't even call it beer. They call it uh, non-alcoholic brew. So I just call them brewskis. Anyway, salom, salom to a new era. Look at this. I'm surrounded by walls that are all mudded. If somebody wants to help out, I will. We can have it. Someone said, let's have a, uh, a, uh, a mudding party at Eric Zane's. I am not turning away any assistance for this show. I'll tell you that right now. Mm. My God, I just love the flavor. I drink them really fast, too. Um, I'm in no danger of falling off the wagon. I'm in a great place. I cannot tell you how liberating it is to do this. Now, ask me again when my bank account is zero. We have a lot to talk about today, but I think the process of getting this deal up and running in this room in particular, and I don't really have the access to uh, bounce around the room and show you. I, I, I pointed it out a little bit earlier, uh, but and, and I'll get more in depth later on. I can show you how this, prog, uh, this process is and how it's gone. Um, getting, getting the room ready and all these things, um, it was exciting. I was very, very excited. Um, and as I set up the audio boom account and I set up the Patreon, I, I, I started having these weird, like butterflies. It was ridiculous. I was like, well, that's mine now. I don't have to have a worry about anything. And, um, here's what's going to happen. I've had, uh, a couple of days to wrap my mind around this, but, I, I guess, you know, and I bear with me because I'm extremely hyper. I'm at an elevated state right now. It's something you might not be used to. Um, but I, I that amongst uh, all of this stuff that I have going on here, there are uh, several people who are left not not in such great spirits right now. And so I wanted you to please remember Benjamin, first of all. We've spoken a bit. He's uh, with his family right now, and he this is a new experience for him. So he's kind of just getting used to that. And uh, I, 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 I cannot tell you how proud of uh, him, uh, how proud I am of him uh, for getting on stage at that uh, comedy club, Back Alley Comedy, and, uh, and doing that on the day he got fired. I mean, that is any... 
it would have been completely acceptable for any person to just say, hey, you know what? I think I'm just going to lay low. But the dude, he manned up. Talk about a the stones on this guy. Holy shit. The, when he first did comedy, he had to contend with the fact that it was put onto a 50,000-watt radio station after that. I mean, that's what, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brad Williams said, he goes, man, you got balls. And uh, Ben has balls, and he's just kind of ignorant. And I don't mean that negatively. I mean, he's ignorant to, he's oblivious to what's insanely hard, okay? That's what I, or either the, maybe that, or he just doesn't show it. But, uh, and then to get hammered on Friday... And shit canned, and then he jumps up on stage in front of people in a town he doesn't know if anybody's even going to know him. God dang it, that is great. Uh, Marcus freaking Bradman is a really, really uh, hard worker who gave a lot of sweat equity into WBBL. And Marcus gets a, got a lot of shit from a lot of people for a lot of years. And he always had a smile on his face. Uh, I can count on one hand the times I got, I actually lost my temper with Marcus. Um, because it's difficult to lose your temper. He's just always kind of laughy about the whole thing. And, you know, I mean, I remember listening to Kevin Matthews when Kevin, God damn it, Kevin used to do impressions of Marcus. And I didn't even know who Marcus was, but I know that there was a speaking issue or something with his uh, speech pattern that made Kevin make fun of him. So Kevin's on the air going, and it's like, oh man, that was, it sounded brutal. And, uh, but Marcus laughs it all off. It's no big deal. And he, um, for the longest time, he worked as the, kind of like the face setting up the uh, presentation for the radio station and all these different, all all the different radio stations for a lot of years. Um, And then he was put into a, uh, position at wbbl where he was like um kind of like i don't want to i wish i could say he was in charge but he wasn't and i think that um excuse me i think maybe deep down he might have thought that maybe the end was near i don't know i i want to take a little time to go back on the events of the day in just a minute uh also the the huge and lurch thing was weird because i well I didn't know what was up, and I'll get. We'll talk more about that. But those two are still employed. I think they had their. You want to invade me? I'm on a roll, so. Keep rolling. Okay, thank you. Okay, all right. Anyway, Jacqueline, <clears throat> um, they had their cheese moved a bit. I can't. I can't do it with the, you staring at me. You got it. Close the door, and shut the light off because it's expe- I, What? Yes, thank you. Anyway, Lurch and Bill had their cheese moved, and that's not fun, but they're still out of the impression that those two were fired too. Hold on. I need to drink this because I am talking a lot. It's like I'm on Coke. It's like I, it's like a big po- uh, a pile of the Bolivian marching powder just right up my nose. Thank God I don't do drugs. Can you imagine what that would be like? Oh, I mean, I'm already an insufferable asshole. Oh, I don't know how anybody puts up with me when I'm normal. Hold on. 
Please, drink your own at home. Salom. Is that what they say? Shalom? Salom? Salud! What the fuck? I don't know. Um, where was I? Okay. Let's go back to the day. Friday was like any other day. And let me just say that I not I did not see this coming at all. There wasn't a day that I went in there to WBBL that I didn't feel like I, I always felt like we were going to be great. I mean, I was really, really proud of the show. I was proud of how Ben and I were doing. I know when shows move. I know when there's a pace and a momentum. And I felt uh, an energy between Ben and I that did not get bogged down at all. Occasionally, we'd have a stinker of a segment. Like maybe the I just I, I, I threw it together too quickly or something like that. And I especially became excited this week because Sam Mills comes upstairs and um, and she is still working there. And I, I, a couple of times, like, oh, come on in, Sam. And Sam is, uh, it al- allows you to have this three-person dynamic, which is what you w- want most of the time. It's the easiest thing to do, especially at least for us, because Ben feels a lot of pressure is off of him and he's more into the drops and he he's more of a sniper. Um and it just flows. And I knew on the days that she was in that it was really moving even better than before. So I was excited about that. Friday, no exception, man. We had that comedian came in. Jay came in, at, and uh, I had thrown up right before he got there. So that was the start of the weirdness. But I was like, well, this is bad. I'm concerned. Uh, I went back to the radio studio and... And um, from that point, at the end of that hour, Ron was getting set to come in, and I got sick again. Terrible. Um, and uh, then Sam said, look, you're white as a ghost. And I go, you know, you're right, and I'm probably going to get some people sick here. I should, I should leave. This, this was a mistake for me to stay even longer than I got sick. Excuse me. <coughs> so... <laughs> I leave, and I remember I was at the elevators, and I texted my uh, boss, who is, you know, she's always like, I need to be informed, I need to be informed. (laughs) So I texted her, I texted Mrs. Warmth, hello, uh, I I got sick, I'm in trouble, Um, Sam and Ben are going to keep it on the road while I'm gone. So, in fact, I saw the sales staff outside of the building walking in to start the day. Hey, how are you? Not good. I go home. While I'm walking into the door, I said to myself, man, the family's going to think something's up if I can walk into the door. I got to make sure the second I, I get eyes on these people that I say, excuse me, damn it. Oh, that's bad. That sounded bad. I need to make sure that I say, uh, um, hey, I'm not fired. And I actually thought that exact thing. I ran into Aubrey first. Hold up, hold that thought. All right. If you're picking this up on the audio, it just stopped. You may have missed something. I swear it was only a handful of seconds. This is one of these, uh, hey, little bugs on the Eric Zane Show podcast. But considering we're two days removed from being fired, I think we're doing okay. Um, 
this meeting at three, Ben and I speculated. Actually, I convinced Ben. I go, hey, I think I know what's up. Yeah, what is it? I go, I'll bet you they're going to take the sports programming and move it onto the AM, and they're going to give you and I a big, fat, nice, juicy format, and we can be the cornerstone of it. I really believe that. And then I said to him, I go, I think Sam Mills is in on it. He goes, what? I go, I don't know, man. She's super confident because I was talking with her, and she said to me, I think this is going to work out great for you, Eric, because I had said to her the day before, I don't know, Sam, I'm a little bit scared about this. And she put my mind at ease and said, I wouldn't worry about it. I think, I think you're doing great, and I think this is going to work out awesome for you. Now, Sam didn't know anything, but um, she was devastatingly wrong. It did not work out well for me at all, at least at the time. I think as of right this second, it is. So Ben and I were kind of stoked about this Friday meeting. I get sick. I go, I'll see you back here for the meeting. I'm going to be back here for that no matter what. He goes, okay, cool. My wife has been under the weather too. Whole family's been wiped out with this flu. I walk upstairs. She's still asleep. It's like 8.40. It dawns on me as I'm going in the room, I have not yet heard from Mrs. Warmth. And that's weird because she's always like, you know, right away. As I'm waking up saying, hey, I'm here. Don't worry. Nothing bad happened. I'm just ill. My phone buzzes. It's from Mrs. Warmth. It says, okay. Responding to, hey, I'm sick. That was weird. Normally, it's polite with, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Sorry you're ill. Um, Yeah, rest up, and uh, we'll get back after it. But it said, okay. And right there, the spider sense started to tingle. And I was like, uh, but I dismissed it. And um, I laid down and I felt so bad. And it was so bad that if I moved, my head would hurt so bad, the nosh, it would make me throw up. So I did that more than once within the first 10 minutes. I'm laying in bed, and I finally fall asleep. And the phone starts buzzing, and it wakes me. It's, it's you know it's the the noise it makes. There's no tone; it's just vibrating right by me. What the? I grab it. I see missed call from the radio station, and I see text message uh, from a person at work, and it says, "Ben and Marcus were just let go." And I went, oh, my gosh. This is it. They did it. They freaking blew it up. They fooled me. First of all, I don't know what anyone, I mean, how good of a move or bad of a move this is or how they, how well or not well they are prepared for this move. I guess it remains to be seen if they really do. The brass have their ducks in a row. Remains to be seen. What they do for sure have is an unbelievable brand of stealth. Holy shit. Talk about a blindside. Oh, man. I was like, fuck. And every person that I've talked to said, we had no idea. So whoever is the genius who got the freaking uh, uh, Harry Potter invisibility cloak on this thing fuck nobody knew 
I've talked to nearly every person at the radio station individually saying goodbye to them because these are all very, very nice people, the ones that I, I called. And no one knew shit. Either that or they were not, they just didn't tell me. But no, it was all it was all really good. I so but they were all floored. No one had any clue. So in fact, um when they dropped the hammer on me, which I'll get more to that in a second. Hold on. I gotta see what time I'll call my dad. Okay, we got a little time. Um I called somebody at the radio station and said, hey, man, I'm dead. He goes, what? Dude had no idea. Nobody had any idea. Remarkable. Pause. Everybody take a drink. Take a drink to this new freaking thing. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so much fun. All right. So then my head's reeling. I got to call the boss. Now, this guy, his name is Bruce. All right. This might be one of the nicest people on the planet. He is so polite and kind. And um, it's, I don't know, I've been through it enough that it was no big deal. A lot of people have had a problem with him firing me over the phone. Fuck it. Who cares? Don't worry about it. I don't care. I, I'm glad he didn't say, you have to come in. Because <laughs> I'd have been like, well, I'm going to be barfing all the way there, man. I might barf on your desk. But he goes, hey, man, it's going down. By the way, the fact that they came in there like the Grim Reaper cleaning house and I'm not there. Like heads are rolling down the hallway. And then they go, we need one more head. Where's Eric? i <laughs> can you imagine the look on that dude's face when he's like oh shit no <laughs> oh my god so this dude he leaves a message hey eric we gotta talk man um i'm here with crystal and uh we we, we need to talk to you right away on the phone it's super important oh yeah jesus now in the back of my mind there's 99.99999% I am fired. But I thought to myself, and a little fan is not right with the world. Uh, world. There was that small percentage that was like, maybe they want to say to me, you're our hero. And you, <laughs> we've gotten rid of everyone and you must lead us to the promised land. I don't know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, um, no, that was not to be. They, uh, they wiped me out too. And um, I said, okay, I get it. Um, I talked to Ben. Ben was sad. Very, very sad. And I think he kind of bugged out of town for a little bit. He's been, it's been hit or, excuse me, it's been hit or miss about reaching out to him and talking to him. Uh, it's, I've talked to him a little bit here and there, but it's going to be okay. I communicate with Marcus. He was pissed and mad. Um, as can be under expected, it's a wave of emotions. I was, um, hold on. Let me talk about talking about this. I called fucking bill. And then I'm like, Hey man. And he was, okay. Here's the thing. I think bill was a little bit coy on one thing. Him still having a job. I thought he was fired because at the bottom of the uh, work release agreement, it said five 
people were getting fired. And I don't know if they wanted to include that on it, but it had it didn't have names. It had ages. 28, 31, Lurch, Ben. Uh, 52, Marcus. 48, Eric. And 57, that's Bill. <laughs> Done. So I go, Bill, you're... St-. And he did, his reaction was weird. I was like, what? How come he isn't freaking out? And so I think Bill had it in place but he did not have the chance he didn't have the um uh what do you call it um freedom to be able to uh talk about that so and do not give him any shit about that that's the way the business goes that is a 100 percent normal thing um you take care of your own thing and then you branch out and i talked to bill afterwards i go you fucker why didn't you tell me and he goes i couldn't at the time so don't worry about that. No big deal. Don't care. And you know what? I'll tell you this right now. People say, you should. if someone knew, you should have been warned. Bullshit. I do not want to be warned ever because those days leading up, I had a lot of fun doing those shows. Those shows were never dull to me. I never, I never had a problem doing them. I enjoyed all of those shows, and they were great, man. Um, when Ben and I got in that fight, that was a disaster. Um that you know i don't know maybe that that did contribute to them saying all right you know screw this whole thing um but we did fix that and uh, and we're still very close and we were close on the air as you know that we're very honest with you all about that i've never tried to bullshit you in any way we've never uh, uh that's that's been the one um uh, thing that we've been very very strong at it's just lay it out there and that's it they're either gonna buy it or they're not all right back in real time not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast is happening. Don't forget, I still have a Patreon that I want you to be part of. And oh my gosh, bigger and better things are have been headed to the Patreon. Just awesome. Uh, specifically, who are these Zanes? The show that I put out there once a week on Patreon with Ben, where we review old Eric Zane audio from different radio stations that I've worked at, all of which shitty. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane for the ad-free Patreon. Five or ten bucks a month gets you hours and hours and hours of material each and every week. I do 11 bonus shows most weeks on the Patreon. So check it out. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Now, the opening of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast is brought to you by A&E heating and cooling one of the longest running sponsors i've had thank you joe martinez you are awesome 616-516-8579 forget old bitchy grandma yelling at her kids uh forget the scumbags at uh, service professor fuck all those guys all right uh you need a and e heating and cooling only on a podcast can you say, yeah, fuck the other guys? Call upon A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. To Madre Azuna Puta, say that, and you will save 0% with A&E Heating and Cooling. Okay, back to more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now, right now, as we speak, my foot is not visible, but there is no sock on it, and there is no shoe on it. In fact... I'm not lying to you. I'm not even wearing pants. Uh, so I have to sit. I have to be very careful how I sit here on the camera because people might see me actually in my underwear. I don't want that. 
I hope the cat doesn't come in here all in a panic, uh, carrying like a, a rabbit, because then I would have to get up with my uh, nearly nude ass running behind me. So, no, I'm not going to show you, Megan. What the hell is wrong with you? Come on. It's embarrassing. So the doc is like, gross. I'm like, oh, come on. Now, I've known this guy for years. So you, you might be like, what type of professional courtesy is that? I've known. I, I call him stupid. It's like, hey, hey, stupid, fix my foot. So uh, he prescribes a medication, and, and uh, away we go. Uh, on the road to recovery, it takes half a year for your nails to grow back. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. But that's not why I bring this up, because uh, my right foot is uh, destined to, uh, to kill me, I think. Because this was on Friday. All right, now Saturday... I don't know how I managed, but I actually got up at like 645 because, you know, I, I get up about uh, six Monday through Friday on Saturday and Sunday. I want to sleep into, oh, I don't know, 10 or 11 in the morning. But a pal of mine named Rob Hyde, he is a terrific uh, um, runner and um, a person in the community who always helps out. Rob Hyde reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to run the Deemer. That's a... Uh, 5K that's been going around for like 30 years. The Deemer family of races or the Deemer, I forget what it is. I don't even know. There's like five Deemers. Prominent local running family. Anyway, Deemer hosts his, uh, his race, 5K, and it's the donut race. If you beat Deemer, I forget his first name. Is it Brian? If you beat Deemer, you win the donut. Well, there's no chance I'm going to beat Deemer. He's in his mid-50s. I think he's probably about 19 minutes for a 5K, so the dude still is just crushing it. There's no chance my fat ass is going to beat him. But Hyde says, do you want to run the Deemer? He's uh, one of the race organizers. I go, uh, yes. I did the old just say yes. I didn't think. I wanted to. I wanted to get out of it. And then I said yes. And then after I said yes, I was plotting how I would get out of it. How I was just going to sleep and then just say, oh, yeah, man, something came up. Uh, uh, my dad fell on the steps. You know, that excuse. I'm like, okay, man, this would go against everything that I've ever said recently about saying yes. You just got to say yes. You just got to do it. Turns out I'm glad I did it. The hardest part is waking up. I headed over to uh, Cutlerville. Yeah, the community is called Cutlerville. Not uh, far from like 25 minutes. And I'm off. And uh, I get there about 20 minutes before the start of the race. I've got time to get my bib and go poo-poo. And uh, both those things happen normally, thank God. No incidents. And you know how important it is that I, that I do that because you don't want to be on the course. Of course, it's only a 5K. And all of a sudden, boom, you know, 18-hour-old uh, Lucky Charms uh, is a bad thing. Uh, while I'm walking around, I uh, uh, run into the multi-talented Susan Draper. Who is that, you ask? She was one of the people I used to work with at Cumulus. Super sweet, super nice. One of the salespeople. She was like volunteering. Hey, Susan, how are you? Hugs. Uh, she didn't ask how I was. Didn't ask how the podcast was going because she probably doesn't know. Uh, but I didn't get the old, what are you doing these days? Thank God. Just kept it simple. Good to see you. Bye. Race starts. Now, I know about how I'm going to finish in this race. 
I had a goal of, uh, if I was lucky, under 23 minutes, but I always shoot high, so I'm not too disappointed. 24 minutes, so that'll be about 7.40, 7.45 a mile. Uh, and so off I go. Uh, it always sucks to get started, but I take off and then, uh, all right, I've, I'm finally, I'm finally going mile one in the books, uh, mile two in the books. We got one more, one more mile to go. Now this is where you really gotta, you gotta really suck it up here. Now <clears throat> you're going to get people starting to fade. I notice this. Here's the thing. Whenever I'm running, I always encounter somebody like this. Someone who looks like they have no business running as fast as they are. And not that I was breaking any records, but I was probably running about 7.15, a mile, which for 50 years old isn't bad. And uh, there's this dude in front of me who looks like a linebacker. He's not that tall, but he looks to be about 40 or 50 pounds overweight, just murdering it. And I'm like always in awe at these big husky behemoths uh, crushing the time. And uh, I go by him. And I hear, hey, Zane. And it was Husky Behemoth guy. It said Hill on the back of his shirt. And so uh, I go, hey, Hill. And uh, I put up my hand to give him a high five. Of course, I'm going to give him a high five. What an idiot, right? So as he goes to give me my high five that I so desire, something causes me to miss the high five and stumble awkwardly. That thing was a lightning bolt of pain, thunderbolt of pain through my body and shooting out of my eyes as I go, oh, what has happened here is there was a pothole, like the one pothole for the entire 5K, and I landed in it, but it was like half my right foot, of course, right foot, the one with the toenails chewed off by the vultures, uh, hit the... Uh, flat surface of the road and the other half of my foot went into the hole and my ankle rolled it folded like a uh, Portuguese man of war and oh my gosh the noise alone was enough to make you throw up it went kaplunk cracko and I'm like whoa and uh, my ankle rolls all the way it felt like up to my hip if that's even possible it was so bad now i've done this one billion times usually on the left but i've been i know how this is and so my ankles are so because this has happened so many times they're loose okay and um they're not it's it's difficult for me to break them because i've done this so many times so I'm pretty confident it's not broken, but I'm not 100% confident it's not broken. There's only one way to find out, and that is to keep running on it for me. Now, most most of the times uh, in the past I had stopped, but this time I'm not going to. So I just keep striding and to see how it feels. The next five steps were some of the most excruciating thing uh, pain that I've ever felt in my entire life. And... Uh, the first step was, was, you know, like my leg had gotten ripped off and then it slowly eased over the next five to 10. And I realized, all right, well, I think you're going to be okay. And, uh, I kept on. It's not broken. I can't really 
I'm trying to rotate it right now, and boy, does it hurt. Uh, but uh, so I continue on with the race. Now, when I rolled the ankle, Hill, husky guy in the pink shirt, passes me. But I pass him late in the race, and I want him to run with me. So I pass him, and I know he listens to the show, so I go, come on, Hill, get on my hip, let's go. And so I'm trying to bring this guy in. (laughs) And then I go, come on, Hill, you got a shot at the title, don't blow it. So I want this guy to pass me, but he, I think he ran out of gas because he couldn't hang. No big deal. But while that's going on, I hear crying. And uh, it dawns on me, it's the crying of a child. Now, before I was trying to give Hill a pep talk about uh, catching up with me, uh, there was a, a, a probably a 10, 11-year-old kid who was in front of me who, like, stopped. And... Uh, he, now, a lot of times when kids run 5Ks, they'll go, 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 and they don't know how to pace themselves, and then they'll kind of let up and then just stop, get their breath, and then take off again. They haven't yet figured that out because they're young. This is one of those kids. Now, he has done this the whole race. He's uh, really strong for that young of a kid to be running uh, that fast. Um, most seven, seven-and-a-half-year-olds don't really have that ability. To, for that extended time to have their heart and lungs work that hard and it hurts like hell. And, uh, but this kid is doing it, you know, and he would start and stop and start and stop. So uh, while I'm dealing with Hill and the ankle pain, he's not in front of me anymore, this kid. And I hear behind me this crying. Now he's right there behind me by about 10, 15 feet, but he's about to stop again. So... I look over my shoulder and I go, come on, buddy. Let's go. Come on. No time for crying. Just time for running. Let's go. Now we are, you can see the finish line. You've got 300 yards to the finish. And as soon as this kid, as soon as I called him out and he realized that I could hear him crying and I was acknowledging him, he instantly stopped. So that tells me he was embarrassed that I caught him crying. And as soon, I mean, he was like, going, <gasps> I go, hey, 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 none of that. Let's go. Let's get in the race. We're going to bring it home. Let's go. We're, just, we're right there. Let's go, buddy. And so this kid stops crying, and he's like, F that. If this gray uh, uh, muffin top uh, ass is going to beat me. And he takes off like a bat out of hell, like shot out of a gun. He was like the bullet that just went through David Ortiz. No, oh, terrible. And he just... Boom! And this kid uh, booked it. He ends up crossing the finish line ahead of me, uh, hill behind me, and uh, that was that. Um, about 7.25 a mile is what I averaged. 23 minutes on the button. That's right. Uh, not bad for my fat lumbering ass. I'll take it. I was happy with that. Uh, after the race, dad of crying kid comes up to me, doesn't even know about the interaction. And he's telling me that, uh, yeah, my son, he's really, really strong. I go, yeah, I, I, I brought him in. Yeah, he's great. He was, it was, I didn't tell him that he was crying like a baby. Uh, and so he, he, dad wanted me to bring, uh, cr- dad wants to bring crying kid to running school on Wednesday at Strider's. And I go, well, he's, your kid's pretty advanced. I don't think he's going to run with the novice group. I and mean, we're doing couch to 5K 
I think your kid's ready for the uh, for the higher tier. And then I'm like, but you know, you don't want him to run alone. So, Dad, you should probably run with him. Dad's not ready to run with him. Can you imagine if, if I actually got Dad involved? So, Dad becomes a great uh, 5K runner too. That was fun. Thanks to uh, Hyde over at the Deemer for inviting me out to that race. Uh, check it out next year for uh, number 31. Now, my foot issues were not done, though. Remember I told you that the right foot, first, the doc said your foot is gross. Second of all, I rolled that son of a bitch so bad. Time out on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. I sell T-shirts. I sell hoodies, long sleeve, short sleeve, I think hats. I don't know. It's been so long. I think the last time I actually sold a piece of merch was like five months ago. But... Makes a great Christmas gift for someone who likes the show. Get Eric Zane Show podcast gear when you go to my website, ericzaneshow.com. Click on merch. Thank you to another longtime sponsor, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. 616-532-6600. This business, a West Michigan-based business to uh, repair your car, of course. Any make and model with the exception of Volkswagen. Where are they? So if you're on 44th Street, they are three blocks east of 131. You can't miss it. The side street is Stafford. They're right there. That'll be the scene for the uh, great food giveaway number three, which, by the way, it's worth mentioning. Uh, We are always in need of more cash for that. Venmo is at Eric-Zaitunian. I know my real last name. At Eric-Z-E-I-T-U-N-I-A-N. Send some cash. Let's feed some hungry people. We are doubling the amount of food that we are giving away. 200 families will be getting a free Christmas dinner consisting of a Christmas ham, Uh, Canned vegetables to go along with that. Potatoes for mashing. Along with a uh, big old jar of gravy for the potatoes. Some people make their own gravy, but still, we're throwing it in. Um, The King's Hawaiian Rolls and a pumpkin pie. Any dollar amount is appreciated. I don't care if it's $1. Do not be ashamed of that. Uh, We're counting on small donations in big numbers. Okay, we've gotten some big donations this year and we're nearing halfway of our goal of the dollar amount to uh, raise money to pay for all of this. Um, but I seriously, I, I've gotten just a couple handfuls, maybe a, maybe a dozen, dozen and a half donations have raised that amount of money. Irvine's threw in 500 bucks. Mike Ball threw in 500 bucks. So, um yeah, if if we could operate in just thinking small donations, big numbers of people, boom. So I told you the Venmo, PayPal is at Eric Zane Show. Okay, thank you. Love you for that. Uh, one more thing, my policy shop insurance, that's Frank Fuss. Open enrollment for Obamacare happens right now. Frank can help you every step of the way and please do this if you are not uh if you do not have insurance health insurance uh have frank take care of you 616-914-4070 to set up 
your appointment. He will help you every step of the way with this. And he does it for free because he's taken care of financially by the insurance companies. That's how it works. And consumer doesn't pay for that because the insurance companies uh, love people like Frank because they bring them, uh, he brings them new business for their insurance policies. That's how it, that's how it works. And if you don't think you can afford healthcare with Obamacare, you can. I've been doing this now. This is my fourth year enrolling, and uh, that's set up beautifully. I love it. All right. 616-914-4070. In fact, Frank is also the Medicare Advantage Plan and Social Security guru. Okay. Continuing on with more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Later on that day, I should say at night, uh, most people don't start their yard work at 8.30 at night. I do. I'm just hanging around in the backyard, and I realized I better get started on something because it was going to rain on Sunday. And uh, now this has been a problem before. Uh, on when I, In the past, I've told you about uh, we have in the yard um, some of that hay grass, you know, that uh, grows really fast and tall during the, the warm months, and then it uh, drops off, and then you're supposed to cut it at the uh, end of the, uh, like during the fall when it's all crisp and brittle, and you throw it away. Um I did not do that years ago, and I put it all in a pile because it was all it was perfect for uh, like kindling and burning. I thought there's no sense wasting all the space in the garbage can, and I lit it on fire. And I learned very very quickly that that stuff burns not faster than gas, but faster than lighter fluid, and that is a fact. If I am not just saying that's not hyperbole. If you drop a match on this hay grass when it's dead, it rise the flame rises quicker and faster and hotter than fuel oil um that the stuff that you light your charcoal grill with it's crazy when that happened years ago it went so hot and so fast and so big i almost caught the backyard on fire which would have in turn caught my neighbor's garage on fire burnt the side of my face because i had to dive into the existing live trees and pull the branches back i was holding on for dear life to keep them from they were sizzling the sap in the needles was going ready to ignite man that was very very scary it was no joke burnt the side of my face it was all shiny and uh i i I walked into the front yard after dodging this bullet no water on hand to put out the flames but somehow i survived and the flames died down i wander up to the front i'm in pain because i'm burnt jim pulls up in the driveway goes why is the side of your face all red what happened to you i go yeah i hurt myself I, i caught my face on fire and almost the neighborhood so now I've learned my lesson to not do it that way. So what do you do? You do it again. That's that's it. So in the backyard, I got the hay grass that most people cut down in the in the fall. Mine's still there. It's growing new hay grass underneath it. But it looks like shit. So I, I want to get rid of it. So I get out the you know the uh, the hedge trimmers and and I cut them down, cutting some of the existing new hay grass so they're nice and neat now. Uh, like I said, this should have been done half a year ago. Uh, I uh, I had st- started the fire in the yard, not different fire pit. Uh, w- with uh, it's one I had built recently and never even used a damn thing. So a little fire crackling. I'm all alone, of course. Uh, I got pl- I do have water though. I got a the swimming pool full of water and a bucket on hand just in case. I go. I'm not going to let this happen again. No big deal, right? <clears throat> sure. 
So I gather up uh, some of the hay grass, throw it on the fire, and sure enough, it lights on fire as quickly as I've described to you. But I go, I'm not going to pile this stuff on. I know how quickly this burns. It's a little windy, too. My neighbor, by the way, has just put a – I told you about the, how the uh, crew, Los Pollos Hermanos, put the new roof on Kuiper's house. He's probably looking out the window like, oh, man, this dumb son of a bitch. He's gonna, I've had my roof about six hours, and uh, it's going to burn down. Thanks, stupid. So I had to keep, I was keeping an eye on it. I didn't want the guy to think that was going to burn the neighborhood down. And uh, no big deal. And nothing out of the ordinary happened. I'll just cut to the chase. So don't expect this to go the way. But you know what did happen? Getting back to the foot. I'm so stupid. I'm walking around the yard, cutting this stuff and throwing it on the fire with no shoes on or socks. I was too lazy to go in the house and put on any footwear. Anything would have been more appropriate than bare feet. For the simple fact alone that the dogs take dumps back there, you don't want to be stepping in dog dump problem. And you sure as hell don't want to be walking around, you know, a fire. Fire. And then it happened. That hay grass, it, you throw it on there and then it lights up and then the ends break off and, and it, they fall out of the pit. And uh, that happened. And uh, the pain that I felt when I stepped on the ember was worse than rolling the ankle. It was, I mean, I don't know how these people that walk on hot coals do it, frankly. How is that even a thing? Because this thing wasn't like um, just a little hot and I stepped on it and extinguished it with my foot. It was so hot, it stayed in solid form when I stepped on it. It was, it was hot enough, but thick enough that it wasn't burned through. And it went through my foot so hot. You won't believe how painful this was. Now, I've got a very, very calloused a hobbit foot it's gross it's got it's like a thick layer of leather uh skin that's just horrible thank god i've got that because it went through that and then into like where it hurts and man it wouldn't stop burning the damn thing went into the foot Okay, and I'm trying to, I, I'm lifting my foot up and grabbing it with one hand and hitting the bottom, hitting the bottom of my foot, and it won't stop burning because it's inside of my foot. Wow. There's a mark there like you wouldn't believe. I don't want to show it to you. Like, it'd be really weird if I did that right now. I don't want to do it, but it's, um, it was so bad. I ran over to the pool and just, the water's ice cold, and just, dunked my foot in there into this green algae water because it hadn't yet been treated. I just took the cover off the damn thing. Oh my God. Oh, oh Jesus. The things I put myself through because either I'm lazy or just uh, ignorant or dumb. Uh, this was complete laziness. So now I've got this big gigantic, it wasn't even a blister. It's just this, I have like this wound on the foot, I'm pretty convinced it's a third degree burn, but it's 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 a line because it was the uh, uh, shape of the uh, of the of the hay grass, which was thick like a pencil. Okay, so very very awful, terrible.
That's that's basically what what I went through this weekend with this stupid foot of mine. We got to talk about the juicy seafood kicking crab fight in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. First of all, I just love the name. Juicy seafood kicking crab. All right. You know I love to uh, uh, break down uh, uh, fights on uh, any type of video. So uh, this one is no exception. It looks like several families here are involved in the juicy seafood kicking crab fight. And in the YouTube video, which I'll link up, you can see if you're listening to the audio podcast, uh, you'll be able to uh, click on it and watch it. And then you can kind of piece together what I'm describing to the actual video after the fact. But for those who are watching live, I am going to do a breakdown of the video so that you'll be able to see and hear what's up. Now, now I don't know about here, but for sure, see what's up in only the way that I like to uh, do. So uh, families are there, and apparently, from what I'm understanding, there was a there was a couple of families. This is the type of place where like everybody's pulling the tables together, you know, and they're gonna they're gonna crush some freaking seafood. And uh, the restaurant looks great. This looks like a place that I would love to hang out at. Great food. It looks like because I love seafood. And uh, so they got one family, which is several people, and another family, which is several people. And for one reason or another, things start to roll. And uh, when the video starts, you the women in this uh, in this video, these are women who would be described uh, 25 years ago as fat asses. But nowadays, they're curvy. Here's the thing about women who look like this. They have power, a lot of power. Now, the stamina and the lung capacity might be a little low because they probably don't go out and and go running. But for short bursts, you're going to get some serious strength there. Okay? So in both, if you're going to go to Juicy Seafood Kicking Crab, uh, there's a pro- you're probably going to have a few studs on your fight team. And both sides do. Uh, one of the things that stands out here is they start to like throw things at each other. First, they're throwing silverware. All right? And then finally, on the other side, the uh, opposite end of the restaurant, a lady picks up a napkin dispenser. So we're increasing the size of the objects being thrown. She brings her arm back and all of the napkins of one side of the napkin dispenser fly out. And then as she follows through with the throw, the other side of napkins go flying everywhere. Okay, so now the game is up. Uh, The first group that was throwing the silverware, they have now grabbed chairs and they are swinging them. Okay. In fact, let me just get after this. Instead of doing the play-by-play and then rolling the thing, I'm just going to show you right now how it unfolded. So you've got uh, it goes from it goes from uh, silverware to napkin dispenser to uh, you know the uh, chairs. All right. Hold on a second here. Screwing this up. Okay, you can see that. And uh, here we go. Look at now. The one of the things you notice is there's a lot of children here. This kid's, you know, he should be in a limousine listening to uh, Justin Timberlake songs as uh, as as some old lady crashes a car in front of him. But no, he's at juicy seafood kicking crab 
watching all these people fight. And look at this restaurant, by the way. You got this uh, this little uh, uh, decorative Jeep here on display. You know, maybe maybe the animatronic band can can get in there and play. I don't know. But uh, so it, this is what I meant about the curvy ladies. These three right here. Okay. Actually, four. There's four ladies right here. And uh, that you're looking at about a thousand pounds of lady right there. These four. One, two, three, four. All right. And uh, you got another little kid here. All this kid wants to do is eat some seafood. And no, she, uh, she or he has to dodge flying utensils. See, they're they're like picking it up off the play, off the table and throwing it, throwing it at this group. Okay, and uh, then look at Mama here, another curvy lady. She's three bills. She grabs the napkin dispenser. Now watch. See, all the napkins go flying, and then she throws that thing. It goes, and then okay, this lady here, she gets the chair. Now we've got chairs. Look at this. Okay. And then this lady, she grabs a chair and charges. She does the Jon Snow. She goes running at the group, swinging the chair. Okay. By the way, a lot of people in this video are either wearing white t-shirts or white white beaters. This guy right here behind chair lady, chair Jon Snow, this white dude here with the wife beater throws punches he reminds me of lamar latrell from revenge of the nerds wait till you see this guy's limp-wristed fighting style okay so she comes in and now look at here comes lamar latrell this dude's in the way now watch lamar latrell watch this right here look watch these punches look at that he is flailing look at this look at this guy Hold on, I got to back that up here because there's a, a, a great spot here where you get this one dude look at the camera with a smile on his face. See this guy right here? Former lead singer of the Fat Boys? Watch this. Look at He's like, oh, shit. What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> he's like, it's on, bitch. It's on. Look at He's like, oh, my God, man. And the juice and seafood kicking crab. We're kicking ass, motherfucker. Holy shit. That is great. Then he looks back. Okay, by the way, look at this neck roll on this guy. Uh, everybody, that's a prerequisite, I think, for a lot of the people that eat at the Juicy Seafood Kicking Crab. If you have this neck roll here, that is some serious power. That means you have put in the time. You have put in a lot of time to achieve that. If you actually have... Look at this, this crease. You could uh, Somebody could put their penis in that crease and be satisfied. Look at the size of that thing. It's like an ass crack. My God, that's a neck roll. And another one here. That is, uh, that is a serious neck roll. Okay, back to the fight. Lamar Luttrell in the background here. As the lead singer of the Fat Boys gets out of the shot, okay? Here's this little kid. Daddy, it's happening again. Holy shit, man. This is terrible. Look at the kid. Latrell is throwing punches. Look at Latrell throw these punches. My God, he's actually leaning backwards while he's slapping. This is a three-person slap fight. You got Latrell, Busta Rhymes is the opponent, and uh, uh, Shirley, from what's happening here, they're all into it. Look at that. That's incredible. Uh, more chairs being picked up. All right, here you go. Uh, uh, Raj's mom is now picking up the chair and she's swinging it. Oh, 
And then this lady falls down. More chairs. Latrell picks up the chair. Did you see that? It was like he was inbounding a soccer ball. It was like that guy who threw the bobcat. Watch Lamar Latrell here in the uh, in the in the wife beater. Pick up the chair and boom, he throw at his great form and it hits this chick in the jean jacket. Another one of the hefty hefty uh, quad. Uh, a, a band of of, of uh, seafood eaters, and it actually hits her, and it doesn't do anything. Oh my god! And then the fight kind of goes over to here. So you have basically skinny guys and fat women. That's what the fight is. Uh, th- and then that's who's actually fighting here. Uh, Busta Rhymes gets hit with something here. It, it's kind of hard to make it out, but you see that something has hit his head, and then um, uh, so much damage has been done. He's like covers up his eyes or something. He probably lost his vision right there. He's probably going to get really good at, at uh, playing guitar. More chairs, more shit being thrown, um, uh, and and just oh my god! Now they're kind of separating here. They're like, ah, oh, what do we do now? If we could, we'd pick up this car and throw it at you. All of those kids. Wow. That is an incredible fight. All right. Pause in the action. Hire me on Cameo. Oh, my God. I love those so much, and I, and I don't talk about it enough. You know? Uh, hire me on Cameo. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. And I will um, give birthday well wishes, uh, any type of, uh, I don't know, anniversary nuptials things like that or if you just want to roast your buddy eh, i can do that i am the number one ball breaker on cameo and all these other people that do cameos and charge like 500 dollars, they all suck they are horrible it's just like five minutes, five minutes, five seconds of vince neal saying hey everybody else vince neal hey man thanks i keep rocking and then that's it. No, man. I, uh, I'm i all in on those things. Anybody's ever uh, that I've ever done a cameo for, they they walk away entertained and satisfied. And it's just $15.99. I am the biggest, uh, I am the most underpriced thing on cameo. Now, the truth uh, of the matter is it's because nobody knows who the fuck I am. But still, I love it. And I'm going to keep it priced that way. $15.99. Hire me on Cameo. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. All right. Now, as always, thank you to the Kent County Health Department. They are um, uh, drumming up a little bit of uh, promotion, if you will. I, I, I guess promotion is a terrible word. They are asking me to help them build awareness. That's better. For the December 1st World AIDS Day. All right. AIDS in the world now is no longer a death sentence. Uh, Reach out to the Kent County Health Department for information about testing. I know it sounds weird because I'm like, hey, uh, go find out if you're HIV positive. But shit, I mean, that's important. My God. The quicker you find out about that, the quicker you can uh, be on the road to recovery because there's all sorts of important medicines these days that can make HIV undetectable in your body. It was unheard of just a few decades ago, but here we are. Thank God. Accesskent.com slash health for more information. 
When you go to that website, there's a phone number, a real live person will pick it up, ask questions, and uh, there you go. Everything you need with the Kent County Health Department. Thank you to my friends at Blue Frost IT. Blue Frost IT. Your balls aren't blue, but your frost is too with Blue Frost IT. So dumb. Bluefrostit.com, 616-285-50. So Blue Frost IT is uh, Michigan's number one rated IT, managed IT service provider and tech support in all of the entire state as voted on by the IT nerd tech community. Three years running. Blue Frost IT will sit down with you for your small or medium-sized business in and around West Michigan for a 30-minute complimentary consultation as to finding out what you need to upgrade your tech. You know, you're going to age out of the old stuff, and, hey, you got to update it because when that stuff starts to malfunction or just uh, can't be supported anymore, you have to upgrade. Blue Frost IT will help you every step of the way for any other issues you have, spot fixes or uh, things like that, you just have problems, Blue Frost IT will help you with your text 616-200-8550. Continuing on with more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Problem in the middle of the night last night. I told myself when this happened, don't say anything. Don't say anything. It's the middle of the night. She's sound asleep. Well, she kind of was. Uh, don't don't address this. There was a voice in my head saying, ignore it. Do not bring this up to her right now. This is a terrible idea if you do this. And uh, did I listen to that voice? No, not a bit. This is horrible. I cannot believe that this happened. and And I can't believe that it just popped into my brain. So Diana has been having a horrible time with her right shoulder. I've detailed this. She can't even do anything. I mean, like the arm only, it, 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 the uh, range of motion is, is very limited, and it is incredible pain if she even gets close to the end of that range of motion, okay? And uh, it's, it's, it reminds us of something that happened years ago, that frozen shoulder, which I've detailed before. It, for some reason, the thing just stops working and they, um, it, the body produces a, uh, a large amount of like scar tissue and, uh, limits the mobility because it's all in there and they have to go in and do a forced manipulation of it, which sounds insane. Um, they, they knock you out and then they go, and uh, then your, your shoulder makes a noise similar to what that uh, MMA fighter uh, probably made the other night when he, when he kicked the dude. Um, and then they send you on your way and you start rehab and they bust up all the scar tissue. The joint itself can move. It's not damaged. It just has scar tissue. That's, and it's just really, really wonky. So they don't know for sure the problem here. So uh, first they tried rehab. That didn't work. And it, it always drives me crazy. I'm like, why don't you just do an MRI, pay for that, have insurance pay for the MRI? Oh, no, no. We'd like to try this first. And it's ah, great. So that didn't work. Um, then they did the MRI. And uh, this is through an orthopedic. 
And um, today is the day that Diana finds out what they found in the MRI. They will find out today if it is frozen shoulder. And they even brought up, and I've mentioned this before, that it could be arthritis. And if that is the case, the shoulder's shot. You, I mean, uh, what happens there is, you know, like it's like a ball, your shoulder joint, and uh, and it, it fits into like a socket, okay? And it kind of rotes, uh, rotates around in there. Well, on the end of the bone, on the ball there, is this uh, um, fibrous um, meniscus material, okay? And, uh, and that's so that it, it operates smoothly. And then, but arthritis, that all like gets destroyed and uh, pocked. It looks like the surface of the moon, okay? And it's, it's really rough. And then that's where it like, clicks and pops and cracks and it's painful and it uh, continues to deteriorate until one day it's bone touching bone. And that's a bummer. So if it's arthritis, they, uh, dist- they get rid of the shoulder and put a fake one in there. So, you know, we're hoping that that is not the case, and we're hoping it's just the frozen shoulder. But last night, I had a thought, and it I cannot believe it's taken me this long to think about it. And I got scared. I got scared that Diana has cancer. Be- you're like, wait, what? Now, stay with me here. Diana at, uh, I I hate to announce her age, but um, she is 54. And um, yeah, I know she died. She robbed the cradle. She was an abs. She was an old, she was like 22 years old. And I was a freshman in college. And the next thing I know, she's sitting on my face and it was horrible. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I I feel bad about that. I I just had a notion that Jackie is going to hear this, my daughter. And that's uh, Jackie. Pretend, don't ever bring up that you heard that stupid joke. Um, so she used to buy beer for me, and uh, and she was much older than me. Well, freshman Eric in college is just trying to find his way. Um, but the reason why I bring this up is because when Diana's mother was in her late 50s, like 57, 58, she had, uh, oh, hey, the, my knee hurts. My knee hurts. Oh, my God. And so... Uh, she goes to the doc and doc says, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a you know, sprain or whatever. And then she's, I don't know, it, it, it feels really strange to me. No, no, that's what it is. So this goes on and on for weeks and we, he sends her to rehab. And, and then uh, uh, after, as time passes, she goes to the rehab place. And the, the guy who's doing the rehab, he goes, um, just by touching your knee, there's something structurally different than what I can tell. She goes, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I feel something there. And it's just by his, he's just touching it with his hands. Something is wrong. There is something here that needs to be looked at by a doctor. So she goes back to the doc and he goes, no, it's nothing. It's nothing. Uh, Takes an x-ray. It reveals nothing. Uh, she goes back to the the uh, rehab place, and he's like, "No, this this I I demand something further happen. If you want, I'll." So there's a dialogue between the rehab guy and the doctor, and the doctor goes, "You're crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna take this shit from a stupid guy who's supposed to teach you exercises." And he's like a real arrogant doctor. I'll never forget it. And so finally, we bitched enough 
And this doctor said, okay, fine. You can, well, well, I'll let you, I'll refer you to get an MRI. Well, we got the MRI and it's cancer. A enormous, you know, like when you were a kid, you got one of those soft, those little, those little, little tiny souvenir footballs. That's what they described the the uh, plastic. That's what they just said. Uh, they described the size of the tumor uh, in her leg, and it was a a rapidly growing tumor called a soft tissue sarcoma in the joint. And um, it uh, since it was detected so late, it was it had uh, really wrapped itself around the sciatic nerve in the back of the leg there. And uh, so that that destroyed the use of the leg and they couldn't really get it all because it was really it's, it was almost like a root system. It was horrible. So then they do uh, all sorts of uh, radiation and chemotherapy. And uh, then it had, of course, metastasized in her lungs. This is an awful, awful thing. It killed her. We uh, we even looked into suing the son of a bitch, and uh, you know how like the the docs don't ever like uh, testify against other docs. Uh, it, it was ugly. Nothing ever came of it. So that was that. So this all popped into my brain last night. That, and I had the now. It's probably not. In fact, I'm ninety nine percent sure. I'm ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure it's not because. It has all the symptoms of frozen shoulder. But in my head, I convinced myself this problem. Okay, so you can imagine. Now, it's one thing if I think it. But at 2 in the morning, I'm like, hmm. Don't say anything. Just keep your mouth shut. The doctor's appointment is today. It's not like it's going to do any good if you bring this up right now. So just be quiet. But I'm like, and I'm like flip-flopping in the bed, and I'm anxious. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, nothing, nothing. Yeah, just getting ready to fall right back asleep. No big deal. Oh, okay. I'm rolling, tossing, and turning. Like five minutes turns to 15 minutes, turns to half an hour. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. And the mind is such a, uh, God, why, do, why, why do our brains do this to us? Why do they, do they try? It's like there's a something in there that just wants to ruin your day or night and it's like hey asshole yeah it's me again yeah yeah i know oh my god she's got so much cancer it's unbelievable no no she doesn't stop it what the fuck is wrong with you oh you know it and it's all your fault mine first of all she doesn't how do you know? Yeah, fuck you. Look, it's everywhere, and it's all your fault because you didn't think of it before. Way to go, asshole. It, you fucked everything up again. You're such an asshole. No wonder why no one wants to work with you. You're either pissing them off or giving them cancer. This is your fault. She doesn't have cancer. Yeah, so you say, we're going to find out soon enough, and then I'm going to rub your nose in cancer shit asshole fuck you sleep good so i'm like fuck i go honey and i brought it up i said hey uh so i'm I'm worried why about your shoulder yeah it's fine yeah i don't know what do you mean yeah uh 
what if it's what your your uh, mom had the soft tissue sarcoma in the knee joint? What it's just manifesting in your shoulder? Have you have you thought of that? And I'm having this discussion at two thirty in the morning. Well, no, I hadn't thought about it. And she she said all the things that I didn't want to hear, and I don't know where I thought that would go. I mean, what what did I what did I expect would happen? Oh, that's good news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's no problem. Yeah. And so all I want, the only reason why I brought it up is because I wanted her to say to me, oh, no, you're silly. But she didn't do that at all. She goes, well, I hadn't thought of that. But now I, and so now she's a fucking wake. Hello. Hi, honey. It's me. Hey. Yeah, I'm doing the podcast. Yeah, I know. What are you doing? Besides the podcast, why are you calling me? Well, I was just sharing a story with the audience. Oh, yeah? What do you think it's about? Uh, you scaring me last night? Or worrying me last night? That one? Yeah. Uh, so... I'm still slightly worried, uh, and and are you still worried, or are you not worried at all about what I did? No, I'm well, no, I'm not worried. But you kind of worried me when you were stupid last night. What? I don't know what I expected to happen. I don't know why I did that. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad about that. I mean, it's not for some reason. I thought that if I brought it up to you, you would just say, "Ah, no, you're an idiot. Go back to bed." <laughs> I, that's what yeah. that's what I was hoping you would say. That's why yeah, I did that. You know I'm not like that. I get worried easy. Oh my god! So it's not right. I mean, you're okay. Yeah, I'm fine now. No, I mean it's not cancer, is it? No. God. It's just the show because. Well, you know, if they would have seen something, they would they would have called you right away, right? Or unless they. I would have. I would assume they would. I don't know. Oh my god. I'm still really worried oh. about this. Oh my god! Yeah, stop. Okay, all right. So you're being stupid. Yeah. So everything. Uh, what time is the appointment? Like eleven o'clock, eleven thirty? You said. Yeah, eleven twenty. Okay. All right. Well, I should probably go to that. No, you don't need to go. I can just tell you what it what it. No, what no, said. no. What time is it at? No, you can't go because Jackie's going, and you can't have more than two, two people. Well, then I'll wait in the waiting room. No, you're not going. No, I am too going. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm absolutely There's going. no reason for you to go. It's I can just call you on the way home. Bullshit. It's a free country. What if it? That's, uh, <laughs> you're, there's something really terrible that's happened. I can't. No way. No way. No. I'm I'm going to. Uh, uh, there's there's no way I can't do this. You can't. Oh well, well why, why the hell is Jackie going? Because I told you why she's going. Because she wants to try and make a sale. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's going to be weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'll talk to you more about this when I get done. This is this is a... I, I cannot believe that that all happened. I got into my own head. Could Could you sense that something was wrong? I mean, how did it go on your end? Well, I was kind of asleep, asleep, and then you kind of got agitated with me because I was kind of restless. And I said, well, I can't help it. My shoulder hurts all the time. I can't, I can't get comfortable. And then you're like, well, what if it's it's not something bad, is it? Like, your mom. Like, but, 
first of all, it was my mom's leg, not her shoulder. I know, but I thought soft tissue cell sarcoma can uh, start in any it's similar tissue in the mm. shoulder joint. That's why I had that problem. Yeah. Can you imagine if they hack off, have to hack off your arm or the shoulder and you go through life like Captain Hook? That would be bad because I'm right-handed. I'd have to learn how to write left-handed and do everything left-handed. Although lately I have been doing most things left-handed wow. except for right because it hurts. You'd be like my pal uh, uh, marathoner Henry Hoffman in Grand Rapids. He runs around with one arm. He runs in a circle. He runs in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That's it. I I'm, I'm sorry I bothered you. That's okay. Did you hear Daisy? She decided to stay down here with me. Yeah, I can, hear, I can hear her snoring. I can hear her snoring. Yeah. Okay. What's okay? What's Kevy doing? Watching the news. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I love you. All right. I'll uh, see you soon. Okay. Soon. All right. Bye. Bye. I haven't even dared look at the comments yet. They're all going to say, you asshole. Way to go. Okay. Pause in the action. Let me talk about your business. Advertising on the Eric Show podcast is effective. I underprice it. I undercharge and I overdeliver. Ask anyone who's ever been on my show. All right. As effective or more than radio, TV, or internet advertising. Advertise with me. Send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. The only person who will not agree with me on that is the immortal Jason Mays from JM Synthetics. Nobody bought the freaking oil. My God. Anyway, advertise with me, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Thank you, Full House Comedy, for being part of the show. Go to fullhousecomedy.com for a list of all the uh, venues and the upcoming shows at all of the different Full House Comedy locations. Also, thanks to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Right now might be a great time for you to get out of debt or perhaps just kind of uh, uh, hang on with a, a lump of cash from your home. All right, 231-332-6505. I like the idea of you uh, paying off that high-interest credit card bill that you have. You know, you get that damn thing. Let's say you owe eight grand, but it's 24% interest, you know? And then you're like, all right, I'm going to pay off more each month than what I owe. Well, all right, that's fine. But then on that eight grand, you've got $124 in interest charges. All right. That's a problem. Why don't you borrow the money from your home at 7% interest, pay off that bill, save a ton of money because you're no longer paying that high of an interest rate. And then you've refinanced it. If you want, you could spread it out over many, many years. You barely notice it for God's sake. Or just pay it all back on your own mortgage as quickly as you can at a lower interest rate that you just uh, got when you got the loan. See, I could be a loan officer, for God's sake. 231-332-6505 for five gold star service. From the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Servicing audience members all around the United States with the exception of Maine, Alaska, Alaska. Hawaii, and South Carolina. 
Don't ask me why, but that's that's the way it goes. Thank you, Mario. 231-332-6505. All right. More of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Limo work quite often leads to, I just talked about this yesterday, these crazy-ass stories that take place. And I've got a long day scheduled for Saturday. I'm talking like a noonish to like 1 a.m. ish that long of a day i've got two different things i need to do and uh so i'm i'm i i I get excited about these things because i'm kind of like oh boy where is this this one gonna take us man this is this is gonna be fantastic all that activity interacting with these people it's really a great job i'm i'm very lucky to have it but uh yesterday was a real simple one okay you just get the car and now i i find out that it is a birthday party and we're talking um, a, a very, very young school-age girl birthday party. And I get to the house, and uh, what we're going to do is we're going to pick up about a dozen, like I'm guessing sixth graders uh, from school. And I go to the house, and mom is there, and dad is there, and they've got the house all decorated, and the plan is we're going to go to the school and Pick the kid up with all the friends. And so she's like, we got to, you know, she's like all this planning. So she wants to make sure it's all executed perfectly. And then she no doubt thinks, oh, no, because I get out of the vehicle to say hello to this nice lady. And I've got my mask. You know, I I double up on the masks. I've got two masks on. And so I get out and uh, she goes, do we need to wear masks like that? And now it's at this point that uh, even if they had to, even if that was a rule, and uh, I think technically it is, but uh, not in my car. I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna make the customer do that, you know. And I go, uh, no, 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 just me. I. This is just. This. Is just, I'm just wearing this. If I had said, yep, you're wearing one, lady. Okay. She would have beat the hell out of me right there. I could tell that that was going to be a problem. So so I sidestepped that. Okay, great. Uh, I help her decorate the inside of the car, and then off we go. We pick up another mom. We got two moms now, and they're just like, this has got to get, uh, it's got to work out perfectly. Take the car over to where the kids are going to get picked up. And then they come around the corner, this army of kids. And uh, I, I heard from one of the moms that the dads don't even want any part of this because they can't handle this amount of kids. And I go, well, you don't have anything to worry about. I grew up with daughters, so this is no big deal. I, I've, I've had many birthday parties with a bunch of young girls, school-age girls. This is I can handle this. So I'll get you, I'll, I'll get you where you need to get to safely, no problem. These kids pile in, man. And so, you know, what's great about this is um, I'm reasonably certain that I don't have to worry about any nasty music, okay? Uh, can you just imagine if while we're driving down the road, they start playing that that Cardi B song, WAP? I mean, these are young kids. It's all, Every time it's like 18 and up, 
it's always like the worst, grossest music. So damn embarrassing. And, and there, there's it, it happened the last time this past weekend. I was like, come on, guys. That song by Please or whatever it was, Hypnotize. It was nasty. It's horrible. So, uh, okay. They're, they're, they're listening to, what's that one song that you hear? Um, is it from the, uh, is it Trolls? Yeah, it's it's the Trolls soundtrack that uh, Justin, not uh, Justin, yeah, the Justin Timberlake. Dance, 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 dance. Can't fight this feeling. That's a very wholesome, fun song, you know? So they're listening to that on repeat, and my job now is to just ferry these kids about, drive through downtown. They got an hour of time, no big deal. The kids just having a ball. They're listening to the Justin Timberlake. I'm getting them to where they need to go. We're just going to go into the downtown area, very, very, very nice downtown Grand Rapids, and just kind of tool around slowly in this gigantic limousine. Uh, and then take them home, and then the party's going to start in earnest. I've got a trunk full of kids' book bags and the presents. All the kids, by the way, the mom was very, very proud of them because nobody spilled the beans, you know. I mean, you ask a, a kid to keep a secret. It, I mean, they can't they can't keep a secret to save their lives. But all of these kids, they, they, they were able to keep the secret, so the one kid is just, she's over the moon, and I let him in the car, and they're listening to Justin Timberlake, and off we go, and then... As true to form, shit always happens to me. How many times have I sat down with you and said, this shit always happens to me. I'm always the first there. I'm always the, 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 I always am the most involved. I'm at a light and there's several cars in front of me at the light. So I'm like seven cars back and I'm waiting. And there's a uh, smallish SUV in front of me. And this is this is the craziest shit in the world. Okay, this is not, and and I'm not. This is there's no hyperbole here. This is an unbelievable story that probably, um, if it were just a little bit worse, it would have been on the news. And it all happened in front of my eyes. Now, kids, Justin Timberlake, mom, me, mask. This car suddenly. Um, I don't know how it missed the car in front of it, but it's at a, it's not moving. And then suddenly it looked like that. You ever see the movie World War Z where at the very beginning of that film with uh, Brad Pitt, uh, they're just driving in the city. And then all of a sudden everybody starts crashing because they're all turning into zombies. You remember that? That was a terrifying movie, by the way. And this, by the way, and, and, and the zombies in that film, those were not slow-moving zombies. If you're going to make a zombie movie, that's the zombie movie you want to see. That was a great freaking movie, World War Z. That was terrifying to me. That scene when they climbed over that wall in Jerusalem, oh. They're attracted by sound. Whew. In that film, everybody just starts crashing into shit while they're driving down the street and, and other people are just running. The zombies are biting people. That's what this was like because whoever's driving the car suddenly just stomps on the gas, but immediately the wheels are turned all the way to the right. So whoever's driving it is not hitting the vehicle in front of them, but is now as fast as lightning, just stomping on the gas, goes flying up the curb. The car um, actually is airborne, is in the air. I watched the car. Four tires are now in air comes down on this 
uh, corner house, front lawn. Uh, it's got about 25 feet of grass, and then house goes right up this little hill of the house and drives right into the living room of this house. Up on the porch, wheels still spinning like crazy, okay? Like the gas is still down. Bricks, the front door is in the house. Bricks are falling onto the car. The roof sags. This car's in the house. And I'm going, what the fuck? So I I pull it over. I got a 14-passenger Lincoln uh, a 30-foot limousine. Not exactly the easiest thing to pull over, but I pull that shit over, and I look to the back, and Mom, the dance, 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 that I can't fight the feeling. All the kids are like, yeah, dance, 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 dance. And I, I point to the mom, and she's like, what, what? I was just Timberlake. What the fuck is going on? Oh, my God, look at that. There's a car in the house. Like a son of a bitch, man. I throw open the driver's side door, and there I am in my gay magician outfit running up this hill, and I'm thinking, okay. At this point, all I can picture is I'm Ken Schrader, all right, and in the car is going to be Earnhardt. And I'm like, oh, boy, this is it. This is a big one. You got it. It always happens. I'm always in the middle of these damn things. How many times have we gone down this road where I am involved in it? So I go running up, and uh, I look inside, and uh, there's a little old lady who is just sitting there. Uh, like, if you can see this, you can't uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast, but she's just looking around. Motor's like, and uh, and uh, I so I, I knock on the glass, and she looks at me like, oh, hi. And... Uh, I rolled out. She rolls down the window. I go, hi, ma'am. How are you? Are you okay? She goes, yeah. I go, can you, can you get your foot off the gas? Oh, okay. And so she's uh, at least 120 years old. I go, um, yeah, uh, you, and she's like, is there any damage? I don't think there's any damage. And I'm like, is there any damage? You're in this, you're in the, 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 the living room of the house. And uh, so right away, I'm like, okay, she appears like she's okay, but she's kind of scattered, and I wonder if anybody is in the house dead. I mean, this is serious shit. So at this point, people are now pulling over. This all happens very fast. And I'm the first one there, and I said, open the car, and I go, okay. Uh, I go, what's your name? She tells me her name. I go, let's uh, let's get out of the car, ma'am. She goes, oh, okay. All matter of fact like that. And I go, um. And so I don't want to ask her questions yet because she's in the car and I don't know if the fucking thing's going to blow up or what. So I go, takes off her seatbelt. I go, come on, let's, let's, let's get out of the car. I go, there's a chair right over here. Let's go sit down. This house is like a, a swing. I go, let's go sit in the swing, man. Oh, okay. So I think she did the old, I mean, I don't know if there was a medical thing or she did uh, stompy stompy on the gas instead of the brake or what. Maybe. I mean, that happens. Oh, boy. She sits down and uh, everybody's, everybody's like, is she okay? And I go, I, I, I think so. I think so. Um, and then all of a sudden, somebody comes walking out of the house and it's the person who lives there. I go, is this your house? She goes, well, uh, yeah. And I go, are, are you okay? She goes, yeah. Uh, and so she's, everybody's in shock a little. It's one of those things, you know? And so um, somebody calls the, the cops or whatever. And, uh, and then 
she's fine. I go, do, do you have a phone? Um, do you have a, 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 I go, is there a, is there a mister? And she goes, yes. I go, okay, well, let's call him. Okay, let's give him a call, and uh, maybe he, and we can start the process of coming to get you, and he's probably going to want to see you. So you can you imagine that phone call? Honey, yeah, you're not going to believe what just happened. Yeah, what, what, is, what is it this time? Well, uh, this house just jumped right in front of the car. I couldn't believe it. I, I was just sitting there driving down the road, and all of a sudden there's a house in front of me. I don't know how it got there, but I think it's new. So, I mean, this guy's like, oh, fuck, here we go. So I kind of got the hell out. I still had the a job to do, but I, I got out of there. Uh, this is, I probably spent from the time I saw the car go airborne and smash right into this house. Uh, it was right out of a movie. That was the craziest thing in the world. And boy, did it wreck the house. Whoa. It is, it's insane to think how um, something really, really horrible could have happened. She could have been badly hurt. She could have. Uh, run over a kid walking home from school she could have uh, uh, creamed somebody in the house oh my god so that was it i i i guess uh i guess she's okay but i i um i i they had it in hand i said i gotta get the hell out of here so can you believe that shit i uh as it all unfolded i was like what am i seeing here yeah this all happened yesterday Right in front of me as... All right. Wow. That is it. Putting the wraps on another edition of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. This one is in the books. I thank you for checking it out. I appreciate that. I will be back coming up on Friday with a fresh show. That's right. Fucking one day off, motherfucker. Back. For a Friday edition of the Eric Saint Show podcast. Thank you so much, folks. Have a great one. And I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.